You are Locked On Pelicans, your daily podcast on the New Orleans Pelicans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans in NBA as a whole, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media and editor over at LockedOnPelicans.com, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, here with you all on this Thursday off day for your New Orleans Pelicans, though they will take on the Memphis Grizzlies tomorrow on Friday. We'll have the preview for that game then, and also uh, the Rockets game on Super Bowl Sunday, which just seems like a weird day to play a basketball game, but sure, why not? Uh, But today we're going to focus on Brandon Ingram and Zion Williamson, and specifically how Zion does well with two of the other bigs you've seen him play a bunch with, Nicolo Melli and Derek Favors. It's a mixed return on one, a very good return on the other one, I think. We'll dive into which one that is. Also, is it even you know fair to kind of judge this after four games? But we can only take what the data has. Um, and then Brandon Ingram we're going to focus on in the first segment because, well, we should be hearing about all-star reserves today. So let's see if he's going to make the cut. And certainly I think he has a very, very good case. So let's dive into it all in today's edition of Locked on Pelicans. Also, we're probably going to have a bit of a quicker podcast today. I am fighting off a nasty cold bug, whatever, and it almost hurts to talk right now. So you can probably hear it in my voice a little bit. Forgive me for that. Uh, But let's talk about Brandon Ingram making a case to be an all-star reserve. The reserves are going to be announced today at 6 p.m. Eastern, Central, I can't remember. Um, Let me look it up here and I will find out for you all. But basically, they're going to be announced today at 6 p.m. Central. So we will find out if he makes it by tomorrow, in which case if he does, yay, we're going to celebrate and we'll talk about it. But he probably should be on there because Brandon Ingram is having an incredible season for New Orleans. He's averaging 25 points per game, which puts him as the 13th best scorer in the league. 6.3 rebounds, 4.3 assists. He's doing this while averaging just three turnovers, almost a steal and a block per game as well and the shooting has been absolutely fantastic 47.1% from the floor over 40%, 40.4% from three, and 86%, 85.6% exactly, from the free throw line. Those are really good numbers. He's also led a surging New Orleans Pelicans team recently. So he is firmly in the running, but it's going to be tight at the bottom of those uh, West Reserves. You'll have Carl Anthony Towns, who has also missed a ton of games, and since he's returned from injury, has gone just 0-14. Um, So maybe that hurts him, and maybe it'll come down to Paul George as well. And Paul George hasn't played nearly as many minutes as even Carl Anthony Towns has, so by default, maybe Ingram gets in there. But when you look at players in the league this year who are averaging above 47% from the field, 40% from three-point line, and 85% from the free-throw line, It's a list of just seven total guys, and most of those you can just kind of throw out because who cares? They're not really good players. They haven't played significant minutes. Um, But another guy who is reaching those numbers has come up, and that's Chris Middleton. And Middleton is shooting better than Brandon Ingram in all of those categories so far this year, and he's basically a lock to be an all-star. But Brandon Ingram's averaging five more points per game, about the same amount of rebounds, and about a assist and a half more than Middleton is. And if he's a lock in the Eastern Conference, and the conference stuff really does matter in this, you can't just say it's going to be like kind of the exact same thing. So I think that's that's an important thing to keep in mind. But 
if Ingram's doing all this and leading this team to victories and he is now, well, then I don't know how you can really just justify leaving him off. And I don't think that people really will. So I think you'll see him get onto the all-star roster and he's playing good enough to be on there. You know, if you like Devin Booker, maybe he gets in there. If you like Towns, uh, I just don't agree with that one. I can even, and I really see the reason for leaving Paul George off with the injuries and just not playing a ton of minutes so far this year. And Brandon Ingram, watching how he's grown his game at 22 years old, the assist numbers significantly increasing year over year for him, particularly this year. Last year, he averaged three. This year, it's 4.3. The three-point shooting has taken a significant jump. Last year, he shot 33%. This year, it's over 40%. And that's doing it on over six attempts per game. That's an incredible number. There's only uh, a few people in the league, 18 to be exact, that are doing that. So he's been good this year. And so I think you've got to kind of look at that and go, this guy deserves it. He's a young up-and-coming star. You want to showcase those people in the All-Star game? And I think ultimately he gets in. He's been good defensively too. Not amazing, but pretty good. And more importantly though, he's just kind of been that go-to score that a team needs, like New Orleans. He can create his own shot. He's got that mid-range game that's very reminiscent of Kevin Durant and has kind of that right, proper scorer's mentality. Bands on the court is what I like to think of it. In the paint, in the range but not long mid-range and from the three-point line and he does all of that and by using all three of those zones to his advantage all three of those bands he's creating for others as well and I think that could be the difference maker that gets him in he is deserving that 49 point performance against the Jazz was certainly eye-opening too I think that definitely helps his case as well I say he should be in but I guess we'll find out what the voters say uh, today at 6 p.m. It's Super Bowl Sunday coming up here in just a couple of days, and are you the type of person that knows what's going to happen in there? Well, then my bookie is the place for you because they let you turn all your sports knowledge into cash in your wallet. You've got the Super Bowl, basketball season, college basketball season. It's time to get off the sideline and get in on the action with my bookie. You can bet a little to win a lot with a parlay if you know exactly what's going to happen and get a huge payout that way. So if you're going to bet this season, do the smart thing and go to mybookie.ag because no one gives you more ways to win. If you're tired of just watching the games from the couch and they're just kind of blah, well, then MyBookie wants to get your mind off everything else and back on the game. And if you join right now, MyBookie will match your deposit halfway all the way up to an extra $1,000. That means if you deposit $2,000, you get an extra $1,000 in free money to play with. Just use promo code LONBA uh, to activate the offer. And once again, that is promo code, sorry, it's locked on NBA. Once again, that's promo code locked on NBA to activate the offer and take advantage of MyBookie's generous sign up offer. Visit MyBookie.ag today you play you win you get paid so with the pelicans having a couple of days off i put this out there on twitter that we can do and it's to answer some of your questions here on the podcast a mailbag of sorts and the first one i got is from Corey hardy who writes for pelicansdebrief.com um, covering the Pels and does a very good job with that. And he, he ties into something that I was already planning on talking about, but it's a good way to kind of look at this. And his question is, uh, what does the first four games of Zion tell us about the long-term, about the fits long-term of guys like Favors and Melly? And this comes again, Corey Hardy at Cork Hardy on Twitter. So this is good. You've got two different kinds of bigs out there and how has Zion been doing well with them? And based off just the eye test alone, 
he and Derek Favors are great. That defense, when they're out there on the court, looks really, really good. And when Melly's out there, you like it when Melly shoots threes to get more court spacing out there for Zion and let him do work inside. But honestly, we haven't seen probably either of these two lineups enough to make a significant judgment about it. But I think we can come to a better conclusion about one than the other. And one of them kind of surprised me. So Zion Williamson and Derek Favors have played 47 minutes together, and they've been, as we expected, awesome. It's an offensive rating of 112, a defensive rating of 95. That equals a net rating of 17. That's really, really freaking good. Basically, no one can score on them inside, and they take away a lot of the pick and roll. They take a lot of that leaky perimeter defense we've seen at times away by having rim protection down there. And frankly, they also just deter teams from going into the paint. They are, at this point right now, just elite. They are very, very good when they're out there together. Now, they're also an amazing offensive rebounding team, as is any lineup that Zion is in, and I think it's more him carrying that than Derek Favors being an excellent offensive rebounder, though he's not bad. But certainly Zion being able to make up for a lot of the misses he has helps them in that regard. What's slightly concerning to me is their uh, defensive rebounding hasn't been great. The Pelicans have been... Pretty good on the glass for the middle part of the year, I'd say. Not the entirety of the year. They had some struggles against Denver. You saw the Cavs in the first half of the game kind of keep it close because they were grabbing offensive rebound after offensive rebound. So the Pelicans finished this year kind of in the middle of the pack, 15th, with a defensive rebounding percentage of 77.3. So of all defensive rebounds that are available to them, they grab 77.3 of them, meaning they're giving up the reverse of that. Um, and here, this lineup with Derek Favors and Zion Williamson out there struggles a little bit. They're only at 70.7 of all available defensive rebounds. So giving up close to 20, 29.3% offensive rebounding to opposing teams. That's a lot. I think part of that is because when they do, when guys do attack the paint and drive and try and score and it pulls one of them out, it's, they're just a little off. You can kind of see it. Teams have been very good at trying to suck one of them out on the paint, whether it's by a baseline cutter and someone follows him or the ball handler just being kind of a little bit crafty, more of the former, I think. And I've noticed that a bunch recently. And it's leading to some guys being out of position to try and get defense aboard. Zion hasn't been great um, on that side of the glass, better offensively than defensively. And that'll come with time, I think. But they've been a little bit of a concern right there. But overall, you can't really complain with the numbers. Now, it's, again, only been 47 minutes, so this could all be noise. Um, it may not mean much, but it's kind of what you see out there. Uh, Zion Williamson and Nicolo Melli is a little bit of a different story. This is only 16 minutes together, so keep that in mind. But it's got an offensive rating of 94-1. That's pretty gross and bad. And a defensive rating of 103-1. It's a negative 9 net rating. That's not great. Now, they're a better rebounding team than Zion and Favors out there, though, and, and a better uh, offensive rebounding team, but that offensive rating is kind of abysmal. So I wanted to see what Zion's on-off numbers look like compared with if, when he's on the court with Melly, when he's on the court without Melly. Um, and at times it's been good. At times it's been, you know, not so good. And... So let's look at that coming up here in the next segment. But before that, don't forget, subscribe to Locked On Pelicans wherever you get your podcast from here Monday through Friday for you. Even when I'm sick and traveling for work on the road, I'm recording this in a D.C. hotel room. So we are here for you whenever you want to get your Pelicans fixed, Monday through Friday at least, covering everything you want to know about the team. So subscribe wherever you get your podcast from.
So building off the last segment, Melly and Zion haven't been great together, a negative nine defensive rating. So I said, let me take a look at some of this stuff where you can kind of sort it down and drill down to see the on-court, on-court stuff and see if we can kind of come to a conclusion on this. And I have one before I even looked at some of these numbers. But off-court, or when Zion's on the court and Melly's off the court, which he comes to about 20 minutes per game, team's good. A 115.3 offensive rating, a 100 defensive rating, and a pace that's faster than the team's average. They have a net rating of 15.3 then. It's really, 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 really good. That's exactly the kind of things that you want to see. Um, And... It's kind of surprising that putting him out there with the space, uh, the court spacer, there we go, kind of tanks his offense in the team's offense. And I'm not exactly sure what it is other than maybe just Melly isn't the best. And sometimes it could be, you know, really as simple as that. He's had moments where he's looked good, but I wouldn't say he's exactly impressed a ton so far this season. If you stretch him out to 36 minutes, <laughs> sorry, he has... 14 points per game, and he is making two and a half threes. It's not that inspiring, to be honest. He does grab six boards, but again, you compare him with Favors, and by the way, the, he's much better. Uh, uh, the net rating is much better with Favors on the court with Zion than without Derek Favors out on the court, largely because you, it's either going to be Jackson Hayes or Nicolo Melli in there, which shows you just how good Derek Favors and Zion Williamson are together. And it makes sense. They kind of just complement each other well. The two bruisier bigs, they're great defenders. That's a big draw. You're not kind of wasting shots, I think, which is what helps the offensive rating. Both of them shoot a very high percentage because they're only taking shots at the rim. So the offensive rating would be better. And it's more efficient. And that's what that measures. Whereas Melly's bombing away from three and he's shooting 35% from three on the season. Not bad, but it's not amazing. So I think that partially kind of hurts the offensive rating for the team and that's why those numbers look so bad when he's out there also he's just not nearly as good of a defender and a rebounder as Derek Favors is so of course it's going to be worse when he's out there and I think sometimes it's just as simple as that Zion's playing with a better player in Derek Favors so the numbers should be better and they are and the eye test tells us this too they just look better with both those guys out on the court versus Zion with Nicolo Melli. So the other thing that I think is surprising is Zion's still very, very good even with Derek Favors out there. He can go out and he can score. And shows maybe he doesn't need a court spacer alongside him. Maybe you just want to put him you know, next to the best player possible. And I think it sometimes is really as simple as that. And I think that's kind of what you're seeing a little bit here um, as I look up one other thing that I'm curious about. So sometimes, you know, it's like don't overthink it. Just put him out there with the best player and like, boom, there you go. It's going to be Derek Favors and yeah. So we'll see if this continues to trend this way. Again, it's been four games, but it's not been a lot of minutes for each guy. So you don't want to read too much into this. Yes, there is definitely some noise in all of this. But it's worth keeping an eye on that maybe he's so good he doesn't even need uh, a court spacing big. Maybe you just need guys like J.J. Redick, Lonzo Ball, who's been very good from three, I think, this year, Drew Holiday and the like, to space the court properly. And maybe that's just what it is. But we'll see. I don't know if that's going to remain the case. Again, lots of noise early on when you kind of start looking at these small sample sizes here. Um, But it's an intriguing question because right now the Pelicans are trying to figure out what works around Zion the best. And right now we have an answer, Derek Favors, which also means maybe you don't trade him 
up the upcoming trade deadline next week, which we will really focus on next week, even though I've told you guys I don't think anything's going to happen with that. Um, but it's still worth talking about and discussing. So we'll we'll see how it goes there. That's going to do it for this edition of Locked on Pelicans. Thank you all for bearing with me on the shorter episode. I feel like crap. So I'm going to go get into my hotel room bed and go to sleep. Uh, I'll keep an eye out for the news tomorrow on Brandon Ingram. We will talk about that, good or bad, on Friday, as well as preview the games. Talk about all the other things you all want to hear. Again, at Nola Jake on Twitter if you want to send in a question. Thank you for listening, and I'll be back with you all tomorrow. 